Hello and welcome to episode 51 of Gutter to Gutter podcast. This episode is a little different to usual and I'm chatting with Amber and Stephen who are the owners and operators of Certified Printing. This episode is a little exciting for me and should be extremely exciting for anyone who's been looking to merchandise their brand. Whether you have a race team, a car club, even a YouTube channel or anything in between and have been looking to get shirts or hoodies sorted, this episode and more importantly, Certified Printing is for you. I've been looking for a long time to get shirts done for the podcast and you guys, the listeners, and I'm super happy to let you all know that you can go to certifiedprinting.com.au and order your gutter to gutter podcast shirts from there right now. I can honestly say from first-hand experience that setting up a store and getting merch out there is as simple as you'll hear it explained in this episode. Now to coincide with the launch of the gutter gutter merch and this episode going live, Certified Printing are offering a 10% discount across a huge range of garments store-wide for a limited time using the code GUTTER10. So be sure to go to certifiedprinting.com.au, click on shop, and you'll see the GUTTER to GUTTER podcast store there. Grab yourself a hoodie for those cold winter nights, and don't forget to use the code GUTTER10 at checkout. So without any further ado, please enjoy this episode with Certified Printing. Hello, welcome to another episode of Gutter to Gutter Podcast. I am Static and I'm joined tonight by Stephen and Amber from Certified Printing. Guys, how are you? Good. Not bad. Yourself? I'm good, thank you. Very good. Um, so, I guess, collectively, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Um, well, I've, I'm in the Melbourne scene. Um, I've been hanging around the Melbourne scene for a little while now. Yep. Um, I've worked at a couple of shops that have been involved with air suspension so i've kind of got to know a few people here and there um yeah basically just got into the scene by hanging out at the mini truck melbourne mini truck meet that's basically how i met most people so nice so how how long ago did you sort of start hanging around all that sort of stuff when 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 did that sort of start for you 2007 2008 around there yep 13 years wow yeah been a while um i basically um one day i was i was driving along and i ended up seeing um a lot of the melbourne guys will know um tonks cruising down the highway with um i can't remember who was driving at the time but i'm pretty sure reese from dw who was in it um and yeah basically just seeing that cruising along and it, it they aired it out or zeroed it out and i was like wow i really want to know who built that and how they built it and I just started looking into it and, um, yeah, met Chad from DW Customs because um, I was working at a Volkswagen place at the time doing restoration work and, um, yeah, just met him through him coming in to see the guy that owned the shop and went around to DW a couple of times and got invited out to the mini truck meet and ended up working for DW for uh, about six or seven months, I think it was. And, um, yeah, it kind of just went from there. Nice. So, so do you still sort of work in, in and around the scene doing, like, that sort of stuff now or is it just your, your printing sort of well, deal? I was working. I went back into um, Smash Repairs for yep. two years because I'm a panel beater by trade. Um, and then, obviously, Certified Low came up for – well, Certified came up for sale and the idea was for me to move – into that full time but as things aren't taking off as fast as they are because of COVID and all the rest of it I've actually walked back into one of my old positions at um, Sunroof Centre which some people know as um, Noble Customs Um, they've been airbagging vehicles for years Um, the owner that owns it now Michael actually bought it off Glenn from Airride back in the day so they've been around the air suspension scene for a very long time. So, yeah, I'm back working there part-time and working on some cars that 
I haven't touched since, well, haven't been touched since I left. So it's interesting. Nice. So there's still a lot of cars that that were, were there when you when you started there originally. Yeah, there's a '51 Chev Ute that's been there for uh, oh, probably seven years. It's yep. just an ongoing build. Yeah. Two steps forward, five steps back. The owner comes in and goes, "I really like that, but can we do this as well?" And you have to rebuild half the car. So, yeah. And obviously, with engineering and in Melbourne, it's a lot harder to get things engineered now. So you know, you start building a car, and then by the time you've built that part, the engineer comes out and goes, "Oh well, we have to change that because you can't run that anymore." So, kind of is what it is. That's got to be super frustrating when things change on you. Like you've, you've done it as per the specification and then that changes on you and you've got to redo it all again. Yeah, pretty much. Well, the cash like, involved in that, I don't even want to know. I don't even want to start thinking about. No, it's not a cheap exercise at all. Wow. I actually just, I was actually looking into building my um, Lincoln that I've got at the time that certified went up for sale and I decided not to spend the money on my car and, to put the money into the business instead so probably a good choice (laughs) yeah absolutely so what is it way back way back when that got you into sort of working in because you're working in a a vw sort of restoration shop yeah what is it that got you into that um basically just normal growing up as a kid i just loved cars like Back then, my focus was obviously on supercars because what kid doesn't want a Ferrari or a Lamborghini when they grow up? Everyone everyone had that, that Lamborghini Countach or something like that on their wall, didn't they? Yep, that's it. Yep. yep, that was me. I loved that stuff. And so I um, went, and did a cup, uh, went and did an automotive course. That's like a Cert 3 in mechanical because um, I dropped out of school basically as soon as I could get out of there. And... Um, yeah, ended up going into a panel beating apprenticeship. So that's kind of where that led, you know, playing with cars and learning how to pull them apart and trying to put them back together. And, um, yeah, it just led to working for, like, a race team. I worked for a race team. That's where I finished my apprenticeship. And then, um, yeah, working for hot rod shops and obviously I've worked for a couple of places to do a suspension and stuff. So it's just kind of been something that I'm really interested in. Yep. So tell, tell us a little bit more about the race team. What what kind of race team was that? So I did, I finished the last year of my apprenticeship in the panel section of Jack Daniels Racing for Larry Perkins. Um, it was just one of my friend's, Wells actually had his apprenticeship there and he wanted to step away and get into restoration and hot rods. So I put my hand up and said I'd love to come and work for them and I was lucky enough to get along with the um, head painter panel beater and, yeah, so I worked there for a season. So that was interesting. That's awesome. That's that's yeah. a fair name drop too, isn't it, Larry Perkins? Yeah. Jack Daniels Racing has changed me. Yeah. <laughs> How good is that? Yeah, um, so it was interesting going to the track and and seeing how the cars were built, and that I think that sparked the the want to learn more about the fabrication side of things. Yep, seeing a car basically get built from scratch because I was there when they first started building the VEs, so they were built from scratch. No chassis, everything was yeah fabricated. So it was interesting. That's unreal. What a, what an eye-opening experience. Yes, definitely. Nice. And um so you've you've uh, been into a lot of like custom custom work obviously and, and airbag rides and things like that. What what kind of what kind of things have you built? Um for myself, I've got a 1963 Volkswagen notchback. Yep. Um that's static at the moment. Um the plan is to airbag that um, basically after end of financial, I'm going to get some money together and hopefully get it up to East Coast. But, um, yeah, I've had a couple of cars here and there, but I've never really had the time to build something properly because I've always been working on other people's stuff. So it's a bit of a pain. 
I had a lot of that, like sort of in the in the early stages of the the scene in Sydney, I guess, in the early two thousand. I had a lot of that. I had my own stuff that I wanted to work on. I had an F one hundred, and it my plan with it was to be the first bagged F one hundred in Australia, and that never happened purely because working on everybody else's stuff, you know, always sort of helping your mates out and whatever else. Mine just got sat sat to the back, and then when I finally got into it, I just went way overboard. I, you know, body dropped. Um, overall, the thing was lowered about 18 inches. Yeah. Body job, uh, body drop, roof chopped. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was ridiculous. And then it ended up sort of just leaving on the back of a tilt bed with me with tears in my eyes. <laughs> and that all started because I got a flat tire. Yeah. Well, that's a good excuse. It's any, any excuse to work with. Oh, my tires are bald. I need new rims and I need to lower it. And yeah, I just need to put an exhaust on it as well while I'm there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah. Flat tire turned into, I will take the tub off and notch it, uh, body drop. And then, yeah, the snowball just rolled from there. Oh yeah. Once you get get into talking about certified printing, um, Amber sitting there, is just, just looking, looking. I, like I've, I've heard all this before. I don't need to hear it anymore. So we'll we'll get you talking a bit too, Amber. Um, yeah. Give us a rundown of certified printing and what you guys do there. All right. So essentially, we're a direct to garment printing company, but we specialize. We have a few different areas that we specialize in. So when we bought certified, when we bought the equipment, we also purchased certified low as part of the package. And so Certified Low came with all of the club stores yep. um, that they were running. So we incorporated all of that. But before we, re- we relaunched, we also rebuilt because we didn't want the club stores to be the only focus. Um, I'm a reader, a massive reader. So I was already immersed in the book world, which is where a lot of it came from because readers like merch and we miss out a lot in Australia because it's, shipping is ridiculous from the US. So I wanted to be able to offer a service for the Australian authors to offer their readers something as well. So we operate in some aspects similar to Redbubble or Teespring where people can send us their designs and we'll print on demand or we've already got like hundreds of pre-made designs available but all of our designs are fully, most of our designs are fully customisable. So uh, a lot of the fonts and texts and things like that, the colours can be changed easily. You have the option to select the colour. Same thing runs with the club stores as well. The logos, if we've had permission from the clubs to be able to offer the customised option, like you can change the fill colour, you can change the outline, you can change whatever, we'll do it all and there's no extra fee added to it because for us it's not necessarily that much hassle to do it. It, It's almost clicking the button sort of stuff. Pretty much. We have some odd requests come through with random gradient colours or pastel rainbows and stuff like that. But the challenge is always good. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, we just tell them it's not possible. Yeah. Like we're not going to print something. We do the mock-ups and send through so everybody sees it. Awesome. So fill us in a little on the um, like the, the direct-to-garment process and sort of how, I guess, that how that benefits the market and, and customers, I guess, like you sort of just told us a little bit about how, you know, changing colours is so simple. Yeah, so with the direct-to-garment process, it's a lot different from screen printing given that you're not limited by colour choices and you don't have to set anything up. So as long as you've got a digital file, the higher resolution, the better, obviously, because it prints. But what it does is it prints like as it's called, it prints directly onto the garment. Um, But there has been a new technology, a new white ink technology that now layers, uh, puts a layer of white down first before the colour goes on top. So colour will pop on any colour garment. doesn't matter what it is and it holds the colour. So um, the lifespan of a direct-to-garment printed shirt is almost the same as a screen printed one because the, the the shirt will outwear the print usually awesome that's really cool um so i mean you you spoke about the the club stores um Mm -hmm. and you picked that up with certified low is that right yes so you've kept them going obviously and that's a really cool thing like that's i guess that's probably what got my attention to start with um Mm -hmm. i was actually having a chat because looking myself to try and do some some shirts and whatever for Mm -hmm. the podcast um you, you guys would know, like, the, the one really, really, really good thing about direct-to-garment stuff is I don't need to hold stock. 
because that's one of the most frightening things for anyone trying to do their own merchandise is you've got to order so much stock to cover everything and then you just start holding things that people don't buy you know like fat guys don't buy them or you know or, or whatever you know you got to buy uh, men's sizes women's sizes uh kids sizes all that sort of stuff and just hope that they sell um so that's that's a really cool thing um that you guys can do and especially with the club stuff um i guess well that was that was a, a very very roundabout way of coming back around to the club <laughs> stuff and that's, uh, right. that, that's what got my attention was the club stuff mm-hmm. and the fact that you guys can do merchandise for clubs they don't have to hold on to stock and it's it's so simple for them so i guess yeah. how does how does that sort of thing work so with the clubs, it's entirely so. Uh, all of our club stores are password protected, so only club members have access to purchase whatever the designs are. Um, it's set up that way so that we don't have to have a running list of who and like other people aren't necessarily snooping on other clubs' designs and those sort of things too. Like, so it adds that layer of security for them. Um, we also have like petitioning members sections as well within their club stores. So they don't have access to the full logo members and vice versa. Um, It just to add again, security to it. So essentially once we've got the designs, we talk to the club reps to find out whether or not there's any limitations to what we can do with it. Some don't offer it to kids. So we don't offer the kids garments in their store. Some don't want it on any colour but black and that's fine. We take away all the colour options. But most have been pretty much saying, no, just go for it, list whatever garment type you want. If people buy it, they buy it. So by the way that we do it, it's been really good because we've actually had people ordering coloured T-shirts. So um, most of our T-shirts come in 40 different colours. Yep. So we have all 40 colour options available. (laughs) That is awesome. Yeah. Um, and then like same thing, we go up to like five the sizings from like small extra small to five XL. So we cover for everybody. But yeah, so once the designs are up, the clubs send out the password to whoever and it just essentially works that they members log in, purchase what they want, we send directly to them. Awesome. And goes from there. So a lot of the time, like and if there's like special runs of all limited edition designs and stuff like that we just get given the date that they need to come down by yep so you did you did one recently for um disguise customs mm-hmm. so that, yeah. that was a perfect example how long did that run for he's still running his he designs are, yeah so we've actually switched out so with um disguise customs he chose the limited color and the limited garment so it was run exclusively as the colors at that point and then for June, he's running a grey mile, which is exclusive for June. So at the end of the month, that'll come down. And then um, I do know he's working on new designs as well. But his store is open to the general public because he decided that anybody could purchase it. And that runs a little bit differently because with them, they set their own prices. Yep. So we give a base price and it's how we run the like the artists and business merch pretty much. We give you the base price, you set your retail price, and then at the end of or at the beginning of every month you'll receive a detailed report and a payment for the different like for your profits made for that month. We can run the report earlier and for different things we do do it weekly if like obviously there's a lot of sales coming through, we can pay out earlier. But yeah, we manage all of that so there's no running pre-orders, there's no you having to collect money, you just send people directly to the website, they buy, we print and send. That is awesome. I can tell you now, you said the magic word there, pre-orders. Mm-hmm. I'm still waiting on a, on a pre-order that was over f- about five months ago now. Yeah, so. I paid we... for that. And I just, now all, all I'm getting now, I'm, I'm now getting ignored. So I'm, I'm assuming I've thrown that money away. But um, yeah, all I was getting is, oh, it's, it's taking a little bit longer than we expected. That's That's all I got. Okay, and now I'm just getting nothing. So, so we don't actually run. We we can run a pre order where we don't ship until a certain date. But what we do offer for other businesses or people who want to sell their designs is the minute your design goes up for sale, we can start printing it as soon as the order comes in. So you're not having to run that. You're not having to manage it. You say it's only available for two weeks only. We take it down and that's it. Like you can build the hype. You can do what you want with it. We can yep. extend it or we can rerun it later on if there's a demand for it. So yep. that's really cool. So apart from the the the, car, the clubs and all that sort of gear, which I guess is kind of 
again, that that's the thing that, that sort of really grabbed me was the fact that you do stuff for car clubs and it's so easy for those clubs to do that. So mm-hmm. for myself looking at something, you know, other people, I know a guy who runs a YouTube channel, um, does all these merch stuff. He's just had to take that back away from someone. So he could be looking, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's really good that he could potentially just go to you guys and go, well, this is what I want to do. And you just can go, there it is done sort of thing, yeah. you know? Um, apart from, aside from the, the, the car, you know, custom car culture and the clubs and all that sort of stuff that you guys do, is, is that all you cater to or, or what, what else is, what else do you sort of cater to? So we sort of tried to cater to everybody when we decided on what we were going to design and what we were going to release. Um, we have over 300 different pop culture designs at the moment. So we offer ranges from movie pop culture to superhero, like, and we work with a few artists that have a very unique style with it. So um, we are obviously commercially licensed to resell their images and things like that. Um, And then we've got others, other ranges like the quirky quotes, which is pretty much, yeah, whatever people say. It's the most relatable category because there's something in there for everybody. Like, well, my ill people. <laughs> because, I need that shirt myself, yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, I have quite a few of them. My personal favourite is that I don't like morning people or mornings or people. Oh. So. <laughs> Relatable, yeah. Yeah, so that's what it is. And so then we've got other, like, ranges. We've got a kids range and we've got a mini and me matching range. So it's mum and dad, uh, mum and mini shirts and stuff. Um, and we have also just expanded into builder boxes. So... Um, Bookworld is big on merch and they're big on themed boxes. So what we wanted to do was create something that would cater to everybody's budget and essentially they pick their garment type so they can go tote bag, T-shirt, hoodie, they get the design on it and then they get a bunch of random items that we work with other small Australian businesses to put into the box and support them in the same time. So, again, it's fully customizable, and they get that option to cater to their budget and what they need and what they want. So they don't have to get it or they can go for the cheapest option just to have the design. But they're all run exclusive, so two weeks is up and the the, the box comes down and the designs are gone. So we awesome. run that as, a, as an exclusive thing for that, and we are I am looking at doing more of a general public range of, like, the quirky quotes or the adult range and stuff like that. And yep things to create more items and to create create more audience that's really cool so do do you guys also cater to one-off one-off designs like if i had just this one real one really cool design that i thought was really good and i i can send it to you guys do you guys deal with like say say i'm just a random person from out of nowhere go hey i want you to put this shirt on your store i've I've got this idea for a shirt you guys sort of pick that up if if you think it's worthwhile or what's what's a go with that sort of thing yeah, so we can do one-off prints if somebody just wants something printed. Like, so if you've got a picture or a drawing of your car or truck or whatever, we can just print it on a shirt and you've got a one-off, nobody else has it type thing. If you've got a design that you want to put on in the store just because you think it's cool and somebody else might think it's cool, we can also do that. We have a couple of people that are talking to us at the moment about it. Like, they're not necessarily um, going to generate sales maybe but they might and somebody else might think it's cool so it can't hurt to put it out there awesome um and lastly like the, for the i guess the the business side of things do you guys where do you guys ship to is it worldwide just in australia World, worldwide. worldwide how many have we shipped to the u.s recently yeah we've we've actually picked up a lot of work from um the negative camber club um in america so which was a big surprise um, we've shipped it uh, 50 plus shirts over to the boys in America, which was was really really exciting because we didn't think we'd ever be selling things to America. So it, it wasn't a market we were expecting at the time, but it's not one that we couldn't cater to. Yeah, and that's, we that's, did. Yeah, that's really good. Um, also, it's it's one I didn't have here, but you guys use AS color shirts, is that right? Yes. Yep. Yes. Um, so we wholesale for them. Right. I personally love those shirts. I, I know a lot of people, you know, for the, a top shirt for the very longest of times to have, you know, your designs on with Gildan shirts. I personally can't stand those. What, what, what's your what's your take on those ones? Or, or, no. No? There's yeah. a no to Gildan. It's a collective no. Yeah. yeah. Really. A, like back in the day when everyone was using them, you kind of just, you know, you wear them, but 
as soon as people started using AS, I straight away I was like, yeah, AS is just so much better. Yeah, every, every single shirt I've had on an AS color shirt is so much better. It 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 fits better. It feels better. Um, you know, like Gildan have for whatever reason. I don't know if it's just me, but just like cuts cuts. It's almost like the the neckline is the same front to back. Like it's you could wear that shirt back to front. It doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. So it's actually one of the compliments we get a lot of, like the comments is how soft the like our shirts are yep. because a lot of the people that are buying have been buying from Redbubble and places like that and they print on Gildan and <laughs> they're or, not great. Or they print on basically the cheapest shirt that they could get. Yeah. So the idea with staying with AS and, and printing on them is because like 99% of the time their quality like it's always the same depending on whether you like um, the staple or whether you like the classic, you know, it's up to personal choice, but we never really have issues with them at all. Yep. But in saying that we can print on other stuff, we just choose not to at stock it. So if somebody came to us and said, Hey, we want to print on this brand t-shirt or this brand hoodie, we can look into it or people can supply their own garments to be printed on. Yep. Um, but our preference is AS. And essentially we can print on almost anything that they stock. Yep, absolutely. I remember way back, way back, I, I used to stream video games. Um, mm. I was growing a bit of a community there. And I think it was, I can't remember exactly what it was. It might have been Streamlabs or one of the sort of third-party services I was using gave you the option to start, um, yeah, you send in your logos and they started printing merchandise for you. Um, mm -hmm. You got a terrible cut of, of the sales. <laughs> but, um, so I thought, you know, I'll give it a run and I'll see see what they can do. So I sort of put a design up for a shirt. Um, I had one person buy it. When they got it, it took them three weeks to get it. When they got it, they sent me a photo and I took it straight down. The shirt itself was garbage. Like you kind of stretched it just a tiny little bit. It was see-through. It was so bad. And that's one thing like I, for me to put um, merchandise out or anything like that, or especially shirts, um, I want them to be good quality. I want them to be something that I know is good. And mm -hmm. yeah, AS Color has probably been one of the best shirts I've ever, I've ever had come in when buying somebody's merchandise. And that's it. And especially because we quality check everything. So we're the ones printing it. So if we're not yep. happy with the print, it's not going to the customer. Like it will get reprinted or if there's something wrong with the graphic, we will get it fixed. So it's more uh, the difference between using one of the print, the big print on demand companies and obviously using us is you do have that personal, like we're not mass producing it through and not caring we care what's going out and we pride ourselves on the quality that we are producing and sending. So, awesome. And that's the thing. If there is an, ever anything wrong with anything that we send out, we're happy to talk to people and, and do something about it because you're not, you're not bringing a, a receptionist who's not really going to give a crap about whether something's gone wrong or not. You're ringing the people that are actually running the business and involved in it. So we, try to take pride in what we put out so yeah so you you you, you got a 50 50 percent chance of of Speaking actually of talking to the person that is printed your shirt so yeah yeah that's awesome pretty much <laughs> so i've run a hypothetical there's not quite a hypothetical right i want to come to you guys i want to um get some merchandise out what's what's the setup process like we'll, we'll go sort of start to finish what do we what do, what do we what do i have to come at you with Okay. First of all, the design. Um, yep. it, it's important to know whether or not it's single-sided, double-sided, pocket logo, full print. Um, that just gives us an idea. And then we also ask for what garments you want, what choices you want. So some limit, as I said, some limit their colours, some limit their styles. Others go just offer it to whatever you can print on, um, which we do personally find works best because it gives people options as to somebody likes the staple, somebody likes the classic, we can print on both. They're paying the extra for the classic. It's entirely up to them. Um, once we've got the designs, we send through, and we know the garments, we send through the base price list and ask you to set your prices, uh, depending on how much you want to make per garment. And then as soon as we've got that, the store can be up and running within 24 hours. That's that's really quick. What if, 
<laughs> have you ever had someone sort of sort of come at you and go, "Oh, I want to set these prices," and they're just ridiculously high? Like, is yeah, what what's yeah. what's the go there? Like, you kind of just politely tell them, like, maybe it's personal, maybe not. So, yeah, we, we send them a sheet with basically a guide of what we charge and how much we retail our shirts for. But at the end of the day, it's up to the person if they think they can sell their t-shirts for sixty-five dollars. Go ahead. <laughs> it's also important to note there too that we can generate promo codes so we do have some people that have stores that they choose to not make as much off their staff to offer a promo code to their friends and family where they get 20 percent off so obviously it takes into their profit but it's more about the turnaround or people getting the merch at that point than making money the other one is the other one is um we can you also get a code so you only pay by base price so when you enter your code it'll take the prices of your garments down to the base price so you're not making money off what you buy but you yeah. can purchase it at cost price that's really cool um so i've, I've come to you with a with a design and it's mm-hmm. it doesn't quite cut it it's, it's a pretty ordinary looking design do you guys offer like a um like graphic design sort of like like adjustments or or even I've I've got no idea what I want to put on it. I know I want to put my brand on it, but I don't really have a design. Can you guys do that as well? Yes. Yep. Yeah. So we do offer it as an additional, like obviously that one comes as an additional cost. Yep. And depending on, like the costs vary depending on the amount of work that is required. We do have some that just come in the wrong format and like we need to convert them and those we all do like, for, for, like we'll do it just to get the design up. And others, like we do need to enhance the colour in some spots because whoever's done the design needs to. If it has been designed by somebody else, though, we do have issues with fixing some aspects of it if we don't have the original file. Because (laughs) if you're sending us a PNG and it was created in Photoshop, we're not going to be able to edit certain aspects of that design. Um, But we can assist with actually creating them from scratch if somebody has an idea and doesn't know where to start. Yep. So... What's what's a setup like? Is there a setup cost? I'm assuming, obviously, um, there would be when you when you're coming with a design that, that doesn't quite fit a format that you guys use or or you need to adjust it in. Um, what about if I come to you with a perfect sort of logo? What kind of cost is involved? It was setting up. Example is is guy. Yeah, for the disguise custom stuff, it was there's no setup fee. If we don't have to change everything, anything, if the design's coming to us in a way that we can print it, like it's ready to print, we there's no setup costs involved. So there's pretty much no risk for you starting a merch store because you've got no outlay. There's no minimum quantities required. It costs you nothing besides your design that you've either already got or you're paying for, and you somebody may like it. <laughs> like there's really no risk in it. That's awesome. That's really cool. So you said that it was 24 hours? Like, mm-hmm. I've come to you, I've got this design now. It's really good. You don't have to touch it. We're good to go, just like uh, Disguise did. Mm-hmm. Within 24 hours. Yeah, you'll have up. a link to your website, link yep. to your page, and you're good to go. Awesome. So now that runs through your website, mm-hmm. um, and it's just like your own, like, like you have with the club stores or, or whatever, yeah. like you've just got yes. your own section of that website. Yeah. You can, yep. That, so you just send people that link, they go there, mm-hmm. go click, I want to buy yeah. that, job done. And international postage calculates automatically, everything's there, everything's set up to go. So there's no issues on the back end with having your designs go up and, yeah, there's no issues, international buyers and things like that either. The only thing is postage is ridiculously expensive but the US dollar is doing well at the moment so <laughs> people I've are tried, buying. I've tried, to, I've tried to get things over from the States. And no, like literally right before COVID, I got a um, cast iron turbo manifold sent from the States. Buying it and getting it shipped over was less than $400. Uh, I looked at getting something sent over maybe three months after that. Mm-hmm. It was quite lo- It was much lighter than what I, what I originally had. It was $700 just in postage. Yeah. That was 700 US. It yeah. Was, yeah. Ridiculous. But um, yeah. yeah so right. if, has gone through the roof. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's my day job. <laughs> I'm an international freight specialist. Oh wow! Well, that that's that's very handy. Yeah, very handy. You learn um, some tricks. Yeah. So what's what's the process like? I've I've 
I've had a shirt up for three or four months. I've got another design now. Um, I want that to run as well. What's what's the process like? It's just you just send us an email with your new design. Job done. Yeah, that's it. If you want to change the prices, if you want to change the logo position, things like that, it can be changed. Again, also, like if you're running a double-sided T-shirt with full graphic on the back and maybe just your logo on the front and you wanted to offer people the option to customise that logo to whatever colour you wanted, we can add that in as well. Um, and, yeah, you can have the option for front-only, back-only, double-sided prints depending on, like you've got complete flexibility and freedom with setting up your store. You tell us what you want and we'll make it happen. Awesome. What's the, um, what's, what's just on, on that sort of thing, like front to back sort of design, what's the cost difference involved in that as opposed to just like, say, a, a front designer? So you want a, a front to back logo either side or whatever. What's, what's the cost difference there? Is it like on, on your, on your end? I mean, I want to say like, yeah, no. So, um, for any of our store prices, it's, five dollars extra for a double-sided print yep so um it's mainly because like obviously you're printing extra but like the time it takes because you're you're essentially printing it twice because you've got to do the front and then do the back or vice versa so um yeah there is that additional cost but we try and keep it as low as possible because usually the front graphic won't be as detailed as the back graphic or like you're not doing full color print front and back usually yeah awesome um so you, you mentioned um, you have like a, a monthly report, a financial report sort of thing you send out to, to your customers. Um, so how, how, does, how does that work? They can, they can opt for, you said on, like almost weekly as well. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So with uh, especially event pre-orders and things like that where um, so it's, the event pre-orders work the same way. You can have a password protected page if you don't want the general public to be able to buy from it. And what we'll do, what we do is you set your prices. So like, obviously you're making money to donate to charity or to cover event costs and things like that. So you set your base prices and then at the end of every week, we'll pay out your profits so that you've got that money coming back in for whatever else you need to pay for. Um, But it can be set depending, like some just want it at the end or some want it, yeah, weekly and we can do that. It just depends on each person and what they're needing it for. Cool. What kind of um, what kind of uh, garments do you offer? Is it is it sh- just shirts and hoodies essentially, or is there the other stuff you offer? No, so we print on everything. At, well, at the moment, our biggest ones are tote bags, hoodies, yep. t-shirts. We actually have like three different sorts of hoodies because there's like obviously the cheap mid-weight one, and then we've got the heavyweight and the relaxed fit. So we offer them all because again, everybody has personal preferences. And not everybody likes the same thing. If people want to pay for the premium, they'll pay for the premium because they know the quality is that a little bit better than like all of the garments are good, but yeah, the premium ones do run at a better quality in it. Um, But yeah, the, any sort of garment. So we've got big kids range onesies, t-shirts, jumpers for the kids. And we've just expanded into stubby coolers and mugs and we will be adding more soon. So I've got new technology, new printers and stuff coming that will allow us to expand our range that little bit more. And we've just um, finalized, we can now print on polyester. That's that's very cool. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> so pretty much anything, cushion covers, anything 100% cotton or anything mostly cotton based, um, the printer has no issue with printing. Awesome. Um, are there factors that govern pricing? You know, we're talking about front and back designs, obviously, um, I guess I'm talking on, on, on my end, you know, that base price that you'll sort of come back at me with, um, you know, obviously more detailed artwork, maybe um, front and back designs, you guys having to sort of adjust designs and things like that. What, what, how, does, how, does that how does it work on that end, I guess? So there's not necessarily an adjustment in prices unless it's a full colour print. Like if you, so our plate size, our standard plate size is 14 by 16 inches. And if you're running a full colour graphic, that's the entire plate size, um, there will be a slight increase in price just because there's a slight increase in the costs involved. But usually for everything else, it pretty much stays the same. So, you, But the printer loves printing colour, so the more colourful it is, the cheaper it actually gets because the less... <laughs> yeah, okay. So, it it's, it's <laughs> so the printer really likes colour 
And the more color that's involved, the less white is used. And white is where it's actually expensive because the white underlay has to go down. And so, yeah, it really likes the full color prints and the bright and stuff like that. I don't know. Did you see Russell's shirts? The Rusty's brunch shirts? Yeah. So, like the ombre effect in the sunset and stuff like that, like it liked printing that. (laughs) Yep. And that's the beauty about the whole printing the way that we do is you don't have to pick your colours carefully when you're designing something. You can make something transition from any colour to any colour and it's going to actually print properly. It's not going to look like a screen printed print. So even with like photos, like I've printed photos onto T-shirts already and straight off my phone was good enough to get a decent print out of the, the actual printer which is wow. kind of weird. <laughs> that, that is really good. I was, yeah, I, was, I was thinking during the week, you know, like what kind of designs I'd actually put on a shirt and whatever else. And, you know, you, the simple one is obviously just to gather to get a podcast. But in the design that I currently have, the podcast is written in black. I'm like, well, most people get black shirts, so that would be really odd. But if you've got that white background, like it just only has to sort of overlap it just that little bit and it's perfect. So we have two options when printing on black. We can either use the background of the T-shirt rather than printing the ink. So then like for designs that are small like that you would use the background rather than printing because then that way you aren't losing anything like the colors coming through but we do usually invert images like that too so if and we do that at no cost if we do get something that's in black because not everybody thinks when they design something that if it's printing on black you can't have a black outline because it's not going to be noticeable so we will invert it to white or ask the designer to change the graphic to sort of and most of the designers that I work with, they do two designs. They do one for colour, like one for light colours and then one for the darker colours just so that we've got the options there. Awesome. So that's that's something that you guys do on your end. Go, okay, well, it needs to be on a black shirt. There's this black area here. It's not going to work. And you guys mm-hmm. adjust that. Yeah, we do. And we also have implemented on most of the colours, like on most of the stuff now, the colour choice because when you order something like the grey mile, you can go both ways. It can go black or it can go white. Personally, black is the better way to go, but people prefer the white, so we give them the option as to which one they want for it. Because And usually that comes from a text message or an email from us after the orders come through. If they haven't selected something, we just like to reconfirm that they're going to get what they want <laughs> rather than... Awesome. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's super helpful. Um, so what, what kind of volume... Yeah, what what kind of uh, volume are you guys outputting at the moment? When we're busy, we can be sending out our turnaround time, like for printing, if we're spending a day printing, we can print, what, 60, 70 T-shirts in a day. That's amazing. Yeah, and that's (laughs) double-sided because, um, but, yeah, it just depends. And if it's the one graphic too, it's much easier because, like, obviously you're not swapping and changing things around. Um, but yeah, we do print quite heavily and we try and focus, we try and print like two days a week or three days a week. And then, um, as it gets busier, we'll pick up extra days when we do it. Yep. So with, um, with an, an order, say the size of the Russie's river run, how many shirts were involved in that? Just over a hundred. It's like a hundred. Just over a hundred. Yeah. And that, so that would have taken you, obviously you're running the same design. So that would have taken you like two days to, to, to print all those out yeah. less than. Yeah. Yeah. So it was about two days in total. Um, but we, with Rusty's event, we actually cut the pre-orders. So the first run was charcoal. Um, and then after that for two weeks, it was only black only. It was only because we stock black garments, like in most of your standard sizes in staple tea, we've got black in stock. Whereas with the charcoal, we had to order it in, so we needed that extra cutoff time. So if you're running a black garment, chances are we can print it tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> like, we've got it. And that's that's the thing you do on your end, like I was talking about before, having to stock, yeah, you know, keep that stock. That's the thing that you guys can, I guess, I guess easier than someone like myself can do on your end, mm-hmm. a lot easier than I do on my end because, yeah, you, you're going to have those running through quite, um, quite regularly. We're stocking blank garments rather than printed stuff. And that's, that's where right. it's different is because we can switch it out or if we decide we just want to print ourselves a shirt, like it's sort of a, the biggest decision is to pick your design. Yeah. 
like so out, out of curiosity what's what's the percentage like of like just black shirts i'm thinking like 99.9 percent of what you guys said well, out of black shirts yeah we did send a colorful order to the u.s that was pretty much only one black shirt and 15, 12 different colors but uh yeah i'd say about 80 percent is black and it also varies to charcoal and gray yeah. They seem to be the popular. So, so it doesn't move too far from black anyway. No, no, we don't stray too far from black, but we do have some that will randomly like order a tan or an army colour and it's nice to sort of see some colour in, in the warehouse. But, yeah, usually okay. the colours come from me. I just yeah. order a bunch of random coloured stock so I can see what they look like. Cool. I imagine like a lot of the a lot of the, the stuff for the like the book stuff, they'd go out on on different colors other than black. I imagine. Yeah, we get some random requests for that. I think one recently was like a rose colored t shirt and a forest green book stack because it was one of my Jane Austen designs. And I'm like, if that's what you want, that's what we'll print. And we did. It actually looked all right. Like <laughs> it wasn't terrible, but people have that option to customize have, it to suit their have, have you had like options like that come in where you, where you think about it you just like hear that and go no that can't look good yep yep <laughs> but what what do you do in that case you just just run it and go all right we'll, we'll give it a go and we send a mock-up just yeah. just to confirm because we'll, we'll change the colors and put the garment in and go hey this is what it's going to look like let us know if you want anything tweaked and a lot of the time because people will go like pink and there's a big range of pink. So like we'll send a few different options with like, okay, this is what we think suits. Let us know which option you want. And yeah, again, it just comes with the personal touch with dealing with this. But yeah. you can call and go, hey, can you do this? And we're like, yeah, sure, we can try. <laughs> if it doesn't work. <laughs> like we had one of the members from America um, when he ordered, he's like, we, I want the oval, like the NC oval with the world's lowest under it but I want it in pink. So I'm like, can we just check what type of pink he's after and how he wants it done? And he emailed us back straight away and sent us a photo of his truck, which was like candy pink. Candy pink. So we're like, yep, okay, now we know. Got it, yeah. <laughs> we do a lot of colour matching to trucks. Like we, yes. we printed Chad's gear and he wanted it to match his truck. So we, we tried to get it as close as we could without actually seeing the um the HD but yeah. they came up came up pretty good. Okay. Oh, so I know, I know I know Wombat is is sick for his green. Yes. <laughs> so Wombat's design is yes yes yeah that's actually one of the names of one of the designs because it's the bright green. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like one of the oval filled is nice. It's just Wombat's oval. That's that's what it's named. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. So we'll talk about, I guess, the, the customers in the back end. Like, oh, I'm I'm now a customer going to your website trying to buy something. Um, how do I place an order? You pretty much shop around the website, click through, see what you want. So we did recently have to change the way everything was set up um, just to clear, clean up the back end because it was struggling with the variations. So now we've got the hoodies and the T-shirts in separate listings. Um, but essentially you click on your design, whether you're in tees or hoodies, click on the design, it'll give you all of the garment types. You select your type, you select your size, you select your color because it'll generate. So like certain colors, uh, certain sizes don't come in certain colors. So it's all set up that it won't show you. Like if you select a 4XL, it's not going to show you colors you can't get. Um, and then essentially add to cart and check out. Like there's no, we accept PayPal and credit card. Um, and then there's also the option for like pickup if you're in Southeast Melbourne or you're going to an event. So a lot of the event ones run as a pickup and we'll drop it off or take it with this. Yep. And the best part is if you're, if you're say on your club store and you buy something from your club store, you can look at the rest of the website and everything on the website can be sent straight to your checkout. So there's no going in, buying one garment from one club, one store and then going to another store and buying another part, you can buy everything and it all just goes straight through to the checkout in one big bunching. Awesome. So so with that, um, do I need to set up an account for that? I just, I come no. in, I click what I want, I add that to my cart, add that to my cart and then go check out. So you have an option to create an account, which will obviously speed up your process the next time you check out. But no, you don't have to. You can check out as a guest. Yep. 
And and what's what's turnaround like? Our website says two to three weeks, but that's mm. only in case we get busy. Our turnaround time is usually within ten days. You have the garment within ten days. Um, yep. Just depends on what we've got working on, like the amount of orders that we're processing at the time. But yeah, we have that higher turnaround time just to cover ourselves because obviously with lockdowns and things like that happening, postal services start struggling and things don't arrive when they're supposed to and stuff. So we sort of just cover ourselves with it. But we do offer rush service in the 24-hour turnaround time if it is something that we have in stock. Like if you were to ring me and say you wanted a pink shirt in this size, chances are we can't do it tomorrow, but we can do it the next day. But if it was a black shirt, we could do it tomorrow. And you could pick it up or we posting it. Like we did it this week. We had somebody that needed something the next day and they had it the next day. <laughs> that's that's really cool. He needed it for basically for Friday morning. Um, he picked it up at 7.30 Thursday night. And, um, yeah, he could take it into work the next day and show the owner of the business exactly what we could do. And we ended up um, getting another job out of it, which was good. So they wanted to buy an additional 50 tote bags. So that works well for us. Because when we test a design, if it's a design we haven't printed before, we generally test print it before we print it on the garment. And a lot of the time we'll print it on a tote bag. And that's where that order came from was we had printed it on a tote bag to test the design and gave him the tote bag with the T-shirt and the boss liked the totes as well. So upsold without actually meaning to. (laughs) It was an accident. How good's that? Just yeah. accidentally make more money. That's it. <laughs> awesome. Won't say so, no to that. So we'll start to wrap up. Is there any promotions or sales that, that that are on at the moment you guys want to plug at all? Or So we've set up a sale to coincide with the podcast. Um, so gutter 10 will get 10% off the entire Ooh, store. I yes. have my own code. I feel special. You have your own code. We'll run it through the what's so we'll run it through till early july um i'll send you through the dates and yeah that'll give clubs that'll apply to club stores and our general like our general designs and that's something that doesn't happen often because the club stores are different priced so they're already discounted we don't often offer promotions for them i feel special and the listeners should too that's amazing (laughs) thank you so much i I was not expecting that at all um So with that, tell us where we can find certified printing. Pretty much everywhere now. We created TikTok this week because apparently reels are the way of the future. <laughs> I, I personally can't stand it, but it is. You know what Me I mean? It's, it's everywhere. Yeah, not a fan. Yeah. <laughs> um, but with visibility and social media and things like that, it that, that's what it is. So pretty much we're certified printing on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And you can also find Certified Low, which is obviously the car club stuff, um, and they have their own brand as well, and that's on Facebook and Instagram. Awesome. And there's a website as well. As usual, I'll put all of those links in the show notes so you can just go in there, click where you want to go, and and do the thing. So thank you guys for joining me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. No worries. Been awesome. Well, that's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening in, and I hope to have you tune in again next week. Don't forget to head over and follow Gather Together on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching for Gather Together Podcast. I'd greatly appreciate it if you could share the podcast with a friend and even consider leaving a review on your podcast platform of choice. I look forward to bringing you more next week, so please have a great week and look after each other.